Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. We are finally back from vacation. Tone, how was your break? I'm Tony Kornheiser. You know we had a show yesterday, right? You know that, don't you? No. Yeah, no, no. we did. Yeah. I mean, I was in the lobby. Well, I was in the clubhouse. In, yeah, you were in, in the Cabo, clubhouse. Right. And they had ESPN on. It was a bowl game. So I just figured I'm going to stay right here in the Sonoran Desert with the ocean outside, big boy. Don't you get didn't me work, started. Did you? Don't get me started wow. on these bowl games with six and six teams. <laughs> and we're over here on two. Don't get me started on this. On the deuce, baby. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, J.J. Watt is back. The Saints are big favorites. And the Patriots look shaky. But we begin today with Ed Werder of ESPN reporting that, indeed, Jason Garrett is out as the Cowboys coach, although there has been no official announcement. This thing could go on for weeks. Jason Garrett's contract does not end until January 14th. Wilbon, what do you make of all this? Uh, the key phrase for me, and this is how the sausage is made, people at home, um, Ed Werder is reporting. Because cause in our business, okay, even providing a little contest, Ed Werder, it isn't, that's Walter Cronkite. When it comes to reporting on the NFL over the years, specifically the Dallas Cowboys and all things Jerry Jones and, and Cowboy. And Ed Werder's the final word. I mean, I worked with and against, to some degree, Ed Werder for decades when I was covering the NFL. So if Ed reports it, I'm just sitting, I'm sitting by the TV, and at some point it's going to say from others, breaking news and somebody else tries to confirm because I just believe that if this is his reporting that Jerry and Garrett have ceased to be owner coach and maybe Garrett will stick around as something else. How do you see it? Well, I mean, to the notion of reporting, if someone wants to deny a story that it's not true, it would have been done. Yes. They come out and do that. So I certainly accept that this is probable. I watch all the shows on television on as many networks as I can watch. And when the subject of Jason Garrett comes up and the Cowboys, people say, oh, well, you talk to Urban Meyer and oh, well, you talk to Lincoln Riley. And if Mike Zimmer is available, you talk to Mike Zimmer down the road. Nobody ever says... Oh, you stay with Jason Garrett. No, no, Jerry Jerry Jones is not a mercurial guy, and he's a loyal guy. He's been loyal to people for a long time. Like you, I think maybe there's something in the organization for Jason Garrett. Maybe Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones helped pick the successor. But, Mike, he's a 10-year, 500 coach, and and you got to move on. Right? I mean, we don't disagree. I think we've all moved along. I think everybody's moved along. Now, whether he wants to keep Jason Garrett in some capacity, great. Yeah, it's fine. Great. But you know what, Tony, to me, having done this and having you and I, actually, people won't believe this, we were reporters for a long time. We were. And when you report something like this and it's not on the money, someone denies it very publicly. Yes. uh, 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 Everybody in Jerry Jones' family has Twitter and they got phones. They can go the old-fashioned way. No one done that. That's right. This is true. That's right. Jason Garrett's isn't the only NFL death we're all waiting on. For the first time, the very first time in his storied career as the GOAT, a whole lot of folks think that Tom Brady and his Patriots, they're about to go down and go down hard. Even though the Patriots are playing at home and a five-point favorite against the Tennessee team with zero pedigree, the big story going into this wild card game is some perceived demise of Brady and his offense. 
Tony, you buying this to the degree that you see the Titans winning in Foxborough? So I'm not sure about winning, uh, but the line I saw was five and a half, and I will take five and a half all day long on this. Don't give me five and a half. Are the Patriots going to win the game? I don't know about that, and that's because I have watched. Look, Mike, if you believe the Patriots are going to win, essentially what you believe is that there is muscle memory with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and they will win. And most of the time, I believe that. But over the last six or seven games, I've watched an offense that depends on gadget plays to win. I've watched a quarterback who I love, who doesn't look like the quarterback even from last year or the first few weeks this year. And I look, you know, I look at that team, and if you say, do you have confidence they'll win? No. No. I mean, Miami... Not a good team. Went to New Terrible England team. and Terrible. beat them in the last minute. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah. I don't have confidence to you. I, I thought that was the about the worst loss. It had to be in the top three bad losses the Patriots have had in the Belichick-Brady yeah. era. Yeah. Losing at home to Miami. And they get the ball back. And even though they just need a field goal to tie. Tom Brady never uses the middle of the field no. to get down in and kick a field goal. No. I'm like, what? But, so if you ask me if I have confidence they're going to win, the answer is no. If you ask me if I can pick one of Belichick's former pups to beat him Brable. in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, Tony, I, I can see the Patriots losing the next week, but I can't. Oh, I, so you I, have them winning. I got them winning this week. Even Am though, I confident? Right. No. Even though right now, Henry is the best running back Henry, on the field. Derek Henry and right is now, a beast. Right now, today, Tannehill may be the best quarterback on the field. I'll tell you one other thing, one other set of numbers. Man, that's the Patriots Tom. started out 8-0 and finished 4-4. Tennessee started out four and five and finished five and two. I want to see the Patriots win. I'm not sure. I'm not. The AFC has both games on Saturday. The early game is Buffalo and Houston. The Buffalo Bills haven't won a playoff game since 1995. Wow. Their quarterback was Jim Kelly. Their running back was Thurman Thomas. And they beat Dan Marino. That was so long ago that the Houston (laughs) Texans did not even exist at that point. What about who you got in this game? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I like Buffalo and, and what they do. And I was covering the NFL when Buffalo was great. And I saw a lot of Jim Kelly and Thurman's to- Thurman Thomas and, and just all that great roster of Hall of Fame players. Tony, but this is not quite that team. And right. they're, they're building towards something. And I get that. And I love Deshaun Watson. And I, I like watching him play. And for the most part, I think Deshaun Watson has taken that step. He's got to take one more to become a championship quarterback. I don't, I, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson in Houston. And I think this game is compelling, though I, I'm not going to bet this with a lot of confidence either. So I'm going to root for the Buffalo Bills because of my upstate roots sure, you know, through absolutely. Binghamton. And because I like what they're doing on defense. I think they are particularly prepared for Houston in this regard. They lead the NFL in holding opposing running quarterbacks down in yardage. So that means they will probably make Deshaun Watson pass. Well, Deshaun I, Watson can throw it. He ain't, ain't got to run it. I understand. But I think that the pressure is really on Watson. Last year he was bad in a playoff game at home. They only yeah. scored seven points. I think the pressure is on him in this game more than anyone else. And if Dabo Sweeney, and I know he's your boy, if Dabo Sweeney is right, that this guy is Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan winning. wins this game. Michael yeah. Jordan wins this game. Let's pretend this is Cleveland, you know, 1989, I guess it was. Tony, the person with the most pressure 
uh, is Bill O'Brien. Because it's time to do something. Okay. I mean, Houston is always in the conversation. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And they don't do this or that. So I think the pressure's on him in this game. Do you think J.J. Watt's presence, do you think he gets right back on the field and he's dominating right away? No. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You don't walk in off the street and dominate, but I think it helps lift that locker room and that team to have J.J. Watt out there. I do think that. When we last left the Saints in the playoffs, they were being hosed by the NFL. When we last left the Saints in the playoffs before that, they were being victimized by a miracle in Minneapolis. The odds makers believe the third time is a charm because the Saints are a full touchdown favorite against the Vikings in New Orleans Sunday. Drew Brees comes into the game as the most unstoppable force in the NFC. Tony, do you have the Saints being so superior to the Vikings that this game won't even be close? I talked to a lot of people in the last few days about all of these games. And by that you mean gamblers? A lot, well, yes, or certainly degenerate gamblers who are my friends. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of people believe that the Saints will come out of the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. I have not heard that at all about the Vikings. Right, And I think there are two stories that we're dealing with here that feel a little bit like water torture. And one of them is what's happening with Jason Garrett. And the other one is Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk Cousins in big games has not won these games. Two numbers are very interesting. He's 3-11-1 against winning teams as a Viking. And he's 6-29 in his career, including Washington, against teams that finish the season with a winning record. That, that speaks to something where you go, I cannot go with this. No, you can't go into this game firmly believing that the Vikings with Kirk Cousins and his, that's not a small sample size. Right. We're talking about like a five-year sample size. You can't, there's no reason to think that he's going to go on the road in what I think is the second most difficult place to play. Lambeau would be one. New Orleans in that dome would be two for my money. I guess I should have count Foxborough up there somewhere. So anyway, in the top three. And when in New Orleans, Tony, I just can't see. It. And I know, look, there's sometimes, no matter what season it is, except the year they won the one Super Bowl they did, where the New Orleans defense lets them down. And part of me is wary, uh, aware of that because Kirk Cousins yeah. is capable. He is, but he hasn't but done Tony, it. But Tony, his record on it's the bad. road no, in these bad. big games is even worse. No, it's bad. The, the thing about New Orleans is I think they're a sentimental favorite to some degree because what's happened yeah. to them the last two years, and they are killing it at home at the moment. They're averaging like at like thirty six points a game since week ten. They look, they look better. I look. They got to go to Green they Bay look if they win. Tremendous at home. I they don't do. know if you can win in Green Bay in the cold if right. you're an indoor team, but you can win indoors. Let's take a break. Coming up, should we rule out a win for the NFC East champion Eagles this weekend? And is Joel Embiid, Tony's favorite player in the NBA, oh, yeah. blaming the Sixers' struggles on Ben Simmons? Um, only if you think that he thinks Ben Simmons has to shoot all the time, yes. Well, he seems to be suggesting that. Yes, I believe that. Yes. I'm corrected by you and my man. It's time for toss-up. I figure Wilbon has to be rusty after a week in Cabo. What's first? Toss-up. Who you got on Sunday, the Seahawks or the Eagles? I'm going to root for the Eagles. I'm going to root for the Eagles because I... Of course you are. Because it's (laughs) I-95. Because I really like what they've done lately. They had to win four games in a row. They won four games in a row. Tell us who the four were against. Just refresh our memories after the holiday. I'll get to that in a second. 
Carson Wentz has been terrific, particularly in the fourth quarter. Against Carson who? Wentz in those games, seven touchdowns, oh picks. But yes, to your point, they are against other teams in the NFC East, all four games. Seattle Giants is twice. The Redskins and the sorry right. dead and can't get up Cowboys. Right. And Seattle and so is what? so what? Seattle's better than every team in the NFC East. Russell Wilson is 7-1 and one on the road this year. His quarterback rating on the road is 107. So even though I'm going to root for the Eagles, I'm going to say that Seattle is going <laughs> to win this game. for having some sense because, it's, because, because Seattle came within one inch on Sunday night at That's the goal right. line of being division champs and, they and not even having to play this stupid game. They beat so Philly they ought to be Philly. angry. Yeah, they, they they ought to be angry. They're in this. Yeah, and yes, Russell Wilson and Seattle. They better not lose this game. The Eagles. Look, I I want to let me give the Eagles some credit for just being tough minded and physically tough and enough no to receivers. gut it out through this thing no when receivers. all their players are hurt. Yeah, I give them all the credit in the world. Now get them out of here. Yeah. Nobody wants to see the Eagles and their sick bay mash unit lineup in the playoffs any longer. Next. Toss-up, who would you rather have in the title game, Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? Trevor Lawrence has been in this game. He has won this game. (laughs) He passed for 347 yards and three touchdowns. I am not going to say a bad word about Trevor Lawrence, but Joe Burrow is having a spectacular year. Mike, he has beaten five top ten teams. He has... 55 touchdown passes and six picks. And as good as Lawrence is, he's got 36 and eight. And Burrow against seven touchdowns against Oklahoma, against Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Top 10 teams. He's got 17 touchdowns and no picks, Mike. I got to go with Burrow. Tony, Oklahoma's defense gives up 40 against anybody. They give up 40 in, in Big 12. Conference games, they give up 40. So, yes, Joe Burrow is great. Everything said all season about Joe Burrow, every accolade, every award won, is deserving and then some. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, and I want you to hear me now when I say this. Not only did he have last year the greatest season of any college quarterback I have ever seen, but right now I would take him not only ahead of Joe Burrow, but 15 to 18 NFL quarterbacks who I'd replace him with with the okay. wave of a hand, Trevor Lawrence is that great. He was that great against Ohio State, even though the Buckeyes got hosed they got by hosed. the refs. Trevor Lawrence is your answer all the time until otherwise noted. Well, we'll wait and see. Next. Toss-up. They play tonight. Who you got, the Sixers or the Rockets? I got the Rockets. Not because I think the Rockets are better. No, I got the Rockets because the 76ers at the moment are in some sort of free fall. They have lost three in a row since that really big, impressive win against Milwaukee. And more importantly, Joel Embiid has come out and said about Ben Simmons, hey, you're open. Hey, you have space. Shoot the ball. (laughs) So, So this is not working at the moment. And I don't even think that Embiid is wrong. Now, I do think that Embiid believes that he is God's gift to basketball. You know, and maybe maybe the situation will prove out that he is. But at the moment, there's a tension there that I don't think is going to work for the Sixers. You know, late last night when we talked about some of this stuff, I agreed with you completely. And I'm swayed by someone now who's an analyst on this network who I used to talk to all the time or whenever I could as a player because he just he's one of those guys that gets it. Matt Barnes. 
And Matt Barnes, well, he agrees with you about the whole Simmons and B thing. I heard him say earlier again on this network that, hey, don't overthink this. Don't 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 go crazy. It's three games and we are now into the dog days of the NBA season. And he is right, Tony. Everybody's going to have a little slump. Don't attach too much significance. The Lakers are doing this. Philadelphia is doing it. You're just trying to get to the all-star break and get a break. Don't go wild. I'm going to say Houston's going to well, win the game. I but I don't Houston. think Philly's going to stay mired. I don't think this is a no, prolonged, I'm serious not, this, thing. This, this is can't problematic get if these two players don't want to play with each other. They better That's start wanting to play with each other soon. Next. Last one, toss-up. Who would you rather see play in the NBA All-Star game? Alex Caruso or Taco Fall? All right, now I'm going to be honest. Until 1 o'clock this afternoon, I had never heard of Alex Caruso. Oh, I come had on. no idea who he was. <laughs> then I saw a picture of him, and I identified with his hairline. So I, I felt some sympathy towards him. I know <laughs> who Taco Fall is, though I didn't know what team he played for. I know about him because he's 8 feet tall. Then I find out that these people are getting votes, which is ludicrous. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. I had a Devin Booker, ridiculous. I mean, come on. Taco Fall has played 11 minutes this year. That's not 11 a game. That's 11 for the year. 13 points, I think. Yeah, no, he and only he and James Harden are averaging more than a point a minute. But he has 11 minutes. So this just says to me very specifically, you can't have fans voting for the All-Star You can't. can't. Take it away. Tony, (laughs) yesterday, you've already, you know, blown me up and revealed I was in Cabo. I'm trying to get the last rays of sunshine. And uh, 11-year-old Matthew looking at his phone says, Dad, Taco Fall is number six in the All-Star voting. And I said, you're reading that wrong. You're wrong. And he says, you want to bet that? And I said, yeah, I'll bet you whatever stupid shoes, whatever sneakers you want at the moment. And he says, I'll take the bet. And now I owe him $400 <laughs> sneakers well, right. because he sh- then shows me that Taco Fall is ahead of Devin Booker, among others. You can't have this. No. It's time to take the vote away from the fans if they want to stuff the ballot box. Caruso, at least, Tony, has played in some significant minutes. Taco Fall, it's a curiosity. He'd be like Red Auerbach's victory cigar. Caruso is ahead of Booker. Taco Fall's ahead of Gordon Hayward. What? That's it. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Christian McCaffrey gets a rare honor, but should it be a big deal, we're going to ask Michael Wilbon. And do we need to start paying attention to Michael Porter Jr.? Is he actually playing now? His back he is playing, better? He's putting up numbers. At least he did last night. So he is, his back is all right. It, it looked good last night. Okay. He's only played for real like four games. Okay. For real. For real. For- Happy time, people. Happy 39th birthday, Eli Manning. Manning recently declared that, quote, everything is an option, unquote, for him. With one exception, he will not be back with the New York Giants and back up Daniel Jones. He might retire. He might go to another team late, like his brother Peyton did with great success. But even with a new coach, he's out of New York, where he won two Super Bowls, which is two more than Daniel Jones at the moment, and two more than Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman as well. Wilbon, what do you think he does? Tony, I don't know. I don't know what he wants to do. But whatever he wants, if he wants to go to the booth, if he wants to go play golf, if he wants to just disappear, he's earned it. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Happy anniversary, T.O. On this day, 21 years ago, Owens caught a late touchdown pass from Steve Young to give the 49ers a playoff win over the Packers. Look at this play. First of all, Steve Young almost falls down. Then he threads the pass among four Packers, and when Owens catches it, he gets hit like a bologna sandwich. Wilbon, you were at this game. 
Tony, if you look at those people on the right side, I was standing about 15 yards away, and the hit from two people, it gave the courage it takes to do what T.O. did there, total admiration for guys who can do that. Happy trails, Will Harris, the veteran right-handed reliever on the Astros, has signed with the team that beat him, the Washington Nationals. It was Harris who gave up the biggest home run in Nats history, off the foul pole and right to Howie Kendrick in Game 7. The great news for Harris and the Nats is that Kendrick can't beat him anymore because Kendrick is on the Nats. If Harris gets everybody else out, he's a great addition. So he'd have to get many people out. Is this seen as an upgrade for the Nats in their bullpen? Are you happy? I'm happy, but it, but people are saying it means getting rid of Daniel Hudson, and I thought Daniel Hudson oh. was good. There's all five other guys I would get rid of ahead of him. <laughs> We're running out of show, and we go to the big finish. Let's Christian McCaffrey made all pro at two positions, running back and flex. Are you impressed? To hell with flex. He made it at running back, the position of Jim Brown, Walter Payton, and Emmitt Smith. Stop. Paul George, congrats to him. Paul George left last night's game in the second quarter with a hammy. Big deal? I mean, players get injured all year long, and they work through it. I mean, it's he's playoff P. He's not January P. It doesn't really matter. Nuggets forward Michael Porter Jr. had 25 points in a win over the Pacers. Is that significant? Yeah, Tony. Denver's already got the second-best record in the West. If they could have Michael Porter Jr., particularly coming off the bench, I mean, they, that gives them something. Mississippi State fired coach Joe Moorhead. How are you going to remember him, Tom? Well, I had never heard of him, so I'm not really going to remember him. But he was 14 and 12 in two seasons, yeah. which, which seems pretty good. Last one, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl tomorrow. Come on. Who you got? Southern Miss or Tulane? You know, I root for schools more like mine, so I'm going to root for Tulane. I'm not hating on Southern Miss, but I'm going to root for Tulane. We're out of time. We'll try and do better next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Sorry, Hans. I know you heard that. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knucklehead.